My boy Delvin in the building. <laughs> What's going on, Hey, hey, first of all, welcome to Open Run with BTG, the stereo edition. Yeah, for real, man. This is my first time on Open Run, so this is interesting, man. Hey, this is your first time on Open Run? This is your first time on stereo? Yeah, it's cracking right now. It's definitely cracking, for real. Okay, so look, I've been trying to get you on ever since the Lakers has won the championship, right? I know what. And you know what? And you know what? I feel like I feel like, and I know you're a busy man because, for you know, you are one of the most prestige podcasters, not only in just the black podcast community, but in the podcast community in general. So I know you're a busy man, right? Yeah, I appreciate that, brother. Yeah, yeah. I'm- I'm convinced, but I gotta make time for my boy. So you know, you family. So I gotta make time for you, man. No problem at all. The Delvin Cox Experience is in the gym with BTG, and we're here to talk some California Florida content, right? Yeah, I'm definitely down for that, man. Okay, so look, you know, I this is this is this is gonna be a one on this is gonna be a one on one fade. If, if, if cats stop by, that's cool. But I really wanted I really wanted to get this content. I've been holding on to it for a minute because Devin Delvin seemed like he just been ducking me, but he don't know why he's been ducking me though. <laughs> well, I know why. So, <laughs> so, so Wait, look, let me <laughs> So look, let me just run this down. Let me just run this down. All right. So you do know that California and Florida has a lot of history, right? Oh, definitely. Big time. They got a music. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So look, let, let me just let me let me just throw out some let me throw out some little small interesting things before I get on to the major topics or whatever. And that is, did you know there's a brand that's stationed in Florida right now called the California Florida Longboard Skate and Surf brand? I did not know that. You didn't know that? Yeah. They make they make those long surfboard and those long they make skateboards and surfboards and those long skateboards and shit like that. I, I bet Chalfie knew that. Chalfie <laughs> definitely know that. Chalfie definitely knows that. He's a, he's def, he's definitely a um he's definitely a veteran skateboarder, right? Yes. And, and, and it's interesting because there's no waves in Florida. Florida don't get no beach. Waves be surfing. Damn, you ain't got no waves? Nah, man. The beast be like, the way be whack. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe that's just, you know, maybe that's the, the main manufacturing factory where they make this shit then. And then they ship it to, they ship it to California. Probably, probably. We, we get a lot of fishing and stuff down here. But in terms of like surfing, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anybody surf down here at all. Like what? Yeah, really? That's crazy. Yeah. I would not never. I would not never thought that. I would. If you would have said, if you would have said, like, yeah, we got a, we got a lot of surfers out here in Florida, I'd be like, okay, that's that sounds regular to me because y'all got y'all get the same weather we get. Y'all next to the water like we are. You know, I guess we're just a little bit more wavier. Probably, like I said, I have, if anybody from Florida listening to this, they've seen people surfing. Tell me but where because I've been on the beach and never seen it. But don't y'all get like hurricanes and and, and turn tornadoes and shit like that? I know that got to stir up some goddamn waves. Oh, oh, we definitely do. But they might go out there to surf a hurricane. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. I mean, I don't know. Wishful thinking. 
These white boys down there crazy, so they might actually go out there and serve a hurricane. That's a fact. We know how crazy it can get down there. So look, here's another here's another fun fact. Did, have you ever heard of the California Bowl game? Yes. Okay. That is, so is it UF and UCLA? What is it? Well, let's put it to you like this. The California Bowl games consist of California California All-Stars and Florida All-Stars. So just to give you an example, Tim Tebow has played in it. Um, uh, what you call it? D-Jack has played in it. Like, basically, all your top high school... Oh, all your top high like schoolers... Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it goes back and forth. It goes back and forth between uh, Florida and... Um, L.A. So, well, I mean, I think Miami. I want to say they go back and forth between Miami and L.A. They could play in some other cities in Florida, but I know they play out here in L.A. and is usually at uh, El Camino, one of our JCs out here, one of our top JCs out here. Um, not like only I that. that well, yeah, you probably. Well, well, the thing is, as far as the high schoolers, they stopped it a long time ago, but. But Snoop Dogg has a league and Uncle Luke has a league. And they've been yes. battling between each other. They've been battling between each other for years. That I do know because I've seen them play. The, um, when that first started, there's a park out here called Charles Halley Park. And both of them used to always be at that park practicing and playing games there. Okay. On All right, yeah. So I now I don't. Now I'm not sure. I know, and that's for the nationals. You know what I mean. So you know, you know, I, I'm pretty sure those teams have met up in the nationals before and things like that. But I've also known that some of these sometimes they meet up in um and and have a scrimmage game or something like that. Yes. So now to keep the now to keep the flow going, you are a Miami Heat fan, right? Yes, I am. Okay, so. Okay, so 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 quickly, how could can you tell me how you felt throughout this season, from the regular season all the way to the restart, and then that that I don't even want to. Technically, it this will sound disrespectful, but I want to I want to word it this way. It was like a Cinderella, like a Cinderella trip all the way to the finals because. I mean, basketball people felt like Miami always had a chance, right? Because me, I am disrespectful when it comes to the Eastern Conference. I didn't, I, I didn't hop on the Milwaukee bandwagon. You know, I don't care for Philly. You know what I mean? No. I have respect for Toronto, and I have respect for Boston. But I always said I don't care who makes it out of the East. They're they're not going to be the team on the West. In that bubble, Miami showed early that it's going to be some issues. Also, Milwaukee showed early they might not be ready. You know what I mean? So I said it was a three-headed monster between Miami, um, Toronto, and then Boston. So tell me, how did you feel like in the beginning of the season? Did you have any hopes? You know what I'm saying? When you got Jimmy Butler, how did that feel? Um, honestly speaking, 
at the beginning of the season when we got Jimmy Butler and stuff, I was excited, but I didn't think we were going to get to the point of where it got to because I feel like, okay, they're rebuilding. This is a good starting point spot. They got young players. So eventually they're going to get to the point where they're backing finals contention and stuff like that. I feel like when they got in the bubble, I've, I've said it before, and I want to say just, just Blaze, you know, his podcast is awesome. He said, kind of said it too, that he's going to kind of be the sleeper in this because the Miami Heat has always had excellent coaching. And right. the one thing about the that I noticed is that coaching and mental fortitude matters because you don't necessarily have that fan base to feed off of and things like that. So you just kind of just using your skills and coaching to, to the extreme level. Now, I don't think, I think a lot of teams didn't know how to cope with that in terms of like you being in isolation, you don't have your family, you can't go do what you want to do. You just have to stay in this bubble. A lot of teams didn't have the little fortitude to deal with it, like the Clippers, for example. So I think that's probably was a lot more easier to see teams like the Bucks fold, the Celtics fold, the Clippers fold, because they just weren't ready for it. The Heat team was kind of built for that. But you know what? I, 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 and I'm going to piggyback off of that. You said the Heat was built for that, but there was a lot of other teams that was built for it. I mean, look oh, at the definitely. Nuggets. Look at Utah. Utah, like, it felt like the Western Conference teams were more able to adapt to that as opposed to the younger teams in the East. Well, I mean, early on, Pacers was showing some signs like, yo, we here to run. Yo, the, no, Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix. Phoenix. Right. So my thing is, my thing is, Jimmy Butler, We got. I got to take my hat off to Jimmy Butler, especially, especially in game five. Like, I think that was, I think that was Jimmy Butler's. I think that was one of Bron's, like, best playoff moments. You know, I mean, Bron has plenty of them, and you know what I mean. And, and Jimmy Butler has moments, but I think, I think by far that was Jimmy Butler's best postseason performance. I agree. I agree. I, I think that he has taken ownership of the team. He also understands where he's playing at. And he's playing to the strength. I feel like he may need one or two more pieces to be right there, but they are close. They are surprisingly close. And better than I expected them to be. Now, okay, so so answer answer this. So you said that they are maybe one or two pieces away from being that team to in sit on top place. of the throne. And well, I mean, to me, to, to me, they already at the top of the East. See, I, I want to say they already they already beat the top dog. Yeah, I, I agree, but I feel like. They still have to prove that. Like, doing it one year is one thing, but being able to do it consistently and probably outside of this bubble atmosphere is completely different. Like, we that's, come that's back... That's true. Back, I, I, I feel you on that one. I feel, I, feel, I feel you on that one. I feel you on that one, but the teams that we're talking about has already been there. Like, like, like Boston has been... They've been a solid squad for the past, what, three or four years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially especially adding Tatum, you know what I'm saying? Like get they 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 got Kimba, like they got players after players after players, right? And then you got Toronto who said, "Yo, this wasn't a fluke when we had Kawhi. Kawhi leave, yo, we still making it to the playoffs." 
So they got consistency. And then you got Milwaukee, who I never really believed in, but they're banking on one player. Yo, Miami took them cats out. Now, I'm not saying that, that they shouldn't have to be consistent to be labeled as the number one team. What I'm saying is they showed me enough to where if they get another person, then there's not going to be a team that can actually match with them in the East. I agree. I think they need to build up that bench a little bit more. Maybe, like I said, maybe add one more person. Uh, the thing I like about the Heat team right now is the team is still relatively young. They still got, like, young players on there that have room to grow and have room to get better. And that's... I mean, I mean they one of the young, they one of the youngest teams besides, besides having Jimmy and... Uh, and uh, Udonis, and Udonis don't even play. Yeah. I think that's promising. That's very promising if you're a team that young and going this far. Because those players are still going to get better. They're still going to develop. They're still going to see them grow and get good. And also, I feel like next year, well, I guess it's going to be this year, what they're saying, teams are going to start making some more moves. To try to get, especially Milwaukee. I feel like Milwaukee is going to make some more moves and change some things to either Get some more help or get rid of Giannis. It depends on how they how, how they want to do it, but I feel like that he'd have to be able to adapt to that. Okay. Well, let's digress a little bit. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Giannis in uh, Milwaukee. Do you think Milwaukee, do you think Milwaukee is the best fit for Giannis? Or do you think or do you think Milwaukee should get ahead of the curve and say, look? We know this cat eventually is going to go to a major market where they're going to go get the proper players that want to come to a city that they want to live in with their family. So should we trade him or should we just, you know, do like most teams, put up a billboard, you know, send them all kind of free meals and free dinners and shit like that and say, look, we want you to stay. <sighs> I'm on two minds of this. One of them is just, I feel like Giannis one of those players that the league is pushing to be the next big thing and Milwaukee doesn't feel like a place that the league wants to push to be the next big place like, they don't want to be saying hey the NBA champion is Milwaukee Bucks so I feel like if Giannis leaves they have more opportunity for him elsewhere like New York Miami places that the NBA and the league love but you can stay in Milwaukee. See, it all depends on what Milwaukee's willing to do to make him stay and to build that team up. If they have enough pieces to do that, even for that matter. If they have enough pieces to do that, then I say try to keep him the best you can, keep him happy. Because as he goes to another team in the East, especially, whatever team he goes to, particularly the Heat or a team like that, that's one piece away. He's going to be a problem. Okay. All right. I could dig that. Now let's get off of those bums. Let's get back to Miami because Miami is Miami actually made it to the finals. And I need to ask you a serious question. At okay. what point at one point in the finals did you actually believe that Miami was going to pull this thing off? No point in the finals <laughs> None. So but did you think it was going to be competitive? I thought it was very competitive, but I just felt like that Lakers team at this point in time was just too strong. Like, LeBron James is still LeBron James. Unless LeBron has a huge meltdown in the finals, I don't see, I didn't see the Heat pulling it off. I felt like it would at least go six 
maybe seven. But I, I think if the Heat would have won it, it would go like an upset. But it's still, you can't count on a team with LeBron James. It's simple as that. Okay, so well, what about, you know, what people were saying, well, you know, Miami didn't have all of their players. They didn't have Dragic. And, you know, we know Bam got hurt. Do you think if you had a full roster, no healthy roster, this would have either went seven or even an upset? I think it could have went seven. I think that was the problem. That's always the problem. upset. But you can't go based off of that because – if the full roster were there, the Lakers would have just played different. You know, you gotta, that's how it kind of works. The Lakers played the way they played because the roster was depleted. If the, if the roster was full, then the Lakers obviously would have had to adapt and the Heat would have had to adapt. And I know people always make the argument, oh, if the whole Heat team was there, they could have won. Yeah, they, they could have won, but that's not what happened. And you have to take account that, hey, this is the Los Angeles Lakers. They are a great team. They also have LeBron James, who is probably the greatest player of this generation. So you can't at any point count them out. Well, not not only that, though. Not only that is uh, a lot of people like to forget that we didn't have a full roster either. Yeah. Because, because we was missing one of our guards that we actually needed on the perimeter, and he was a mid-range shooter. And we're talking about Avery Bradley. But that's a whole other story that nobody's going to bring up. So my thing yeah. is, so my thing is, uh, Pat Riley has recently came out and said, and, and Pat Riley is my guy. That's another thing that we share amongst each other. It is Pat Riley. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? So there's a lot of history between Florida and California right now. So Pat Riley came came out, and I know this was more against if if this was to be labeled petty, it was it was to throw shots at Braun because we know we know what happened with him and Braun when he act, when he left Miami to go back to Cleveland. We understand that, right? So he came out and said, "There's there's an asterisk next to the championship because we didn't have all our players yet, and still the Lakers earned that title." So my question, Delvin, is which is it? Patty, <laughs> Patty, to relax. It's, it's a championship. There's no asterisk by it because we didn't have all the players. Because that, then that, was, that was the case. Every championship that everyone was won in history should have an asterisk by it. That's, that's not how that works. That's that's true. That's true. That means Toronto. That means Toronto should have an asterisk. That means the. Uh, the the finals where uh where Cleveland lost Kevin Love and Kyrie that's an asterisk you know what I'm saying for Golden State so yeah but I mean I get it it's the Lakers you know what I'm saying we understand it when it when it comes with the Lakers there's a lot of uh, differences but I wanted to bring you on because as a true Miami fan um, that you are I wanted to say that was one hell of, I ain't gonna lie to you not even being petty or anything like that, but I I thought that we were going to sweep you guys, and I and then after that, I was like, you know what? No, I'll give them one, and I thought we was going to beat y'all in five. I didn't. I honestly thought that there was extra games played for the money because that game six, the finals was over at by halftime. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even watch the rest of that. I honestly, I got up and started cleaning and stuff in a happy mood because I'm like, yo, this game is over. But I will say this. I don't think there's any other team besides Boston that I would have rather see in the finals 
because everybody likes Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I mean, everybody, every a lot of people have to eat crow because, you know, he was considered a locker room cancer and stuff like that. With in actuality, he's just one of those leaders that that just plays hard and he expects a lot out of his teammates. And he was presently surprised that his youngsters was going to step that, you know, stepped up and played as well as they played. That says a lot about the Timberwolves organization. That says a lot about the Philly organization. And that says a lot about the Chicago organization because Jimmy Butler has played on all three of those teams. Yeah. It, it kind of tells you that maybe it wasn't Jimmy Butler. Maybe it was coaching. And it was hey. the back office. Like, yeah. Kinda, yeah. Hey, these pictures of certain players that they're the bad guy, they're bad news, but Sometimes it doesn't be the players, it's the front office. The front office is maybe just trash or don't know what to do with the player, and that's why they can't handle them. Jimmy Butler right. has been, has credit, very good in Miami, and on his, I don't know his best behavior, but it's been kind of a, a, a role model for some people in this city. So, nothing but respect for him. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. I, I feel like, I feel like, look, if we can get a back to back, May y'all get the rest of the championships after that. <laughs> and hopefully y'all get another one before the Clippers get a first one. Shout out to the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this this championship win for the Lakers didn't bother me because with everything LA's been through this year, it's right. like, yeah, they kinda they kinda need this win more than we do. And so I wasn't really mad at it. I felt like, you know what, this is this is okay. Now this right. was like right. If it's for Dallas, I'll be like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what though? Um again, like you you're right, you're right. They they might need maybe one more piece. Cause I I mean look, every year that goes on, they get another year under they belt. That means they 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 become more knowledgeable of the game. They got more reps under their belt. So maybe they just do need another complimentary player to Jimmy, but y'all got some solid, and what I mean, some solid-ass pieces over there. And maybe, you know, uh, Spolstra can open up that bench a little bit and play some of them cats a little bit more. Y'all got enough cats. I'll tell you right now, there's about three or four cats that I would take off y'all roster and put them on that Laker roster, like, immediately. So y'all got the pieces, but you're right. I think y'all need one more piece. Uh, he might need another. He might need an Anthony Davis. Not like the Anthony Davis, but he might need a, yo, if him and Cat didn't get into it, what if Cat went to Miami? You know what I'm saying? Or maybe he might need an MB over there in Miami under the right coaching, under the right front office. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, okay. And then y'all got it. Or, or maybe, or what about this? Maybe Bam steps up. Maybe yeah, Bam steps up a little bit more. Bam is great. I think Tyler Hero is excellent. Um, Owen Dragons is really solid, man. I, he has some great players. They just have to... It's a young core. It's a young team. They're still learning. They're still getting better. So I'm excited for them. I'm really hey, excited. Hey, man, y'all got, got a sniper over there in Duncan Robinson. That's he's oh, He's been impressive. You know what I mean? So look, man. Uh, now, before before we get out of here... Uh, we got another. We got another California Florida matchup going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we coming up. We coming up on a. Uh, we coming up on another game six. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, I don't know if it's. 
I, I I don't know if we I don't know if the Dodgers is piggybacking off of the Lakers right now, but you know that that huge error that Will Smith had made that was that was the Danny Green moment of the series. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? That was the Danny Green moment. So so is this going to be a repeat of 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 of, of the finals? You know what I'm saying? Of the world's in the World Series where you know the Dodgers and the Tampa Bay uh, Rays. Are playing and um, yeah, I'm actually I'm actually nervous, man, because y'all y'all got some hitters over there. Yeah, it's it's gonna be really interesting how this plays out. I think the Dodgers are gonna win, uh-huh. but I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa Bay pulled it off. It wouldn't be a shock to me. I mean, it's I'm honest. Go ahead. So far, it's been a decent series. So, it's been a real good series. Actually, it's been a real good series. It's been like, like even my wife is. is it's been a few times. My wife is like, I can't watch. I can't watch the rest of this. It's, it's like too much. I've had more built up anxiety over the World Series than I did over the finals. So let me let me ask you this because you you probably would know this. When is the last time? The basketball and baseball team have won a championship in the same year. That was eighty. It had to be eighty. Well, it it was. It had to be eighty-eight. Was it eighty-eight? Because because uh, that was the Dodgers' last World Series. Let me see. It's been a minute. I think we had something close to that. But I don't think it was. Um, 88. Yeah, it was 88. It was 88. So the, the Dodgers won in 88 and, and the Lakers won in 88. Yeah, that's been a minute. That would be pretty yeah, cool to see that. It would, it would, it would be. And of course, you know, we're gonna revisit the whole the whole Kobe thing or whatever. Yeah, Bron had tweeted out like, yo, the job is not done yet. It's not done. Get it done. So yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. We we just over here off a emotional roller coaster. That's all it is. I know, I know a lot of people outside of California, um, and in and, and some places more than others, they really despise um, LA teams. Uh, and, well, actually, the LA fans because we do talk a lot, <laughs> and, and and you know, it just that's just what it is. It comes with what you know, but. This year, like you said, it's just been an emotional roller coaster, and yeah. uh, and it's like that's that's basically what Cats has been. That's what we've been winning off of. It's just pure emotions, you know what I mean. So uh, after this, hopefully my Lakers can get a back to back. I honestly don't watch my Dodgers until the postseason. <laughs> I, I, I will, I will, I was, I will sprinkle in from time to time during the season because they play 160 plus games. I would sprinkle in from time to time and watch a few uh, watch a few little innings, but I really don't dive deep into baseball until the playoffs. But we're on the mission. But most importantly, Delvin Cox's experience has been on the mission. I'm really excited for this upcoming show because it's dropping on Thursday rather than Friday, right? Uh, Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. So he's doing Friday and Saturday because it's a two-part and it's a Halloween special. Can you please tell us about that? And not only that, tell us about your show in general. 
Okay, the government conspiracy, for those who don't know, is a podcast about diversity. The tagline is, I'm on a one-man mission to unite our culture from diversity. I'm on a one-man mission to unite our culture through diversity, which I got actually from Chalfie, by the way. But, uh, Shout out to Chalfie. Chalfie. The Halloween special, this is three years going, where I, I interview people, and they tell stories about Halloween, whether it's their favorite candy, their favorite food, and they tell like a heart, like a story of, of like some paranormal that may happen to them, or something weird that we can't really explain that happened to them when they were a kid or when they were older. That I explain Halloween creepy stuff. They tell the story, but in the transition between each other people that's on the episode, we also have like a story being told with the guys from the um, shoot, I can't remember the name. My boy Los. In his podcast, he's telling he's like telling another story, like a scripted story through through the podcast. He like the little commercial breaks almost like mm-hmm. like a horror, he's telling like a horror story. And it's really interesting, it's really scripted. You need to, if, if you want to check out the previous year's Halloween episodes and see how it goes, but it's always very entertaining, very funny, a little bit creepy. Definitely check it out. No doubt, no doubt. So Again, that was my boy, Delvin Cox. First time in the gym. You know what I'm saying? Yep. First time in the gym. He came in here with his Miami gear. I'm like, all right, okay, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Came in, here with his, came in here with his throwback Miami gear, the Glenn Rice jersey and everything. You know? The Tim Hardaway uh, jersey. There you go. There you go. All right, Tim Hardaway. We can go that route. And um, we got, all right, Dad, we got to get back to the, uh, to the thread where it's been quite quiet for a while. I don't know why it's been so quiet. Sports is still going on. Oh, that's why. Oh, that's why. All right. Delvin, I appreciate you coming through the gym. I'll see you in the thread, my friend. Later, brother. Yep.